Is it any better? Much better. Great. Wonderful. You're wonderful. All righty. Are you ready? Boom, shaka, lock. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Worst Ones Podcast. This is a podcast for us PKs. This is our safe place, preacher's kids, pastor's kids. We are the worst and the best all at the same time. I am one of your hosts, Rudy Wilson. I am a PK. We got Jay Rihanna in the building. We got Terry Weezy in the building. Kelly Weezy should be joining us momentarily. Hopefully, Prayerfully, we'll see. How's everybody doing? Janessa, how you doing? Got a new Orleans shirt on? Are you are you got a, you got some connection there or just just a shirt? No, I went to New Orleans last year mm-hmm. and um I got this as a souvenir. It was like a mm-hmm. hat shirt set. It's actually one of my favorite shirts, good cotton. Um, versatile, you know. So what's bad cotton? Huh? You you said good cotton. I said what's bad cotton? Oh, the scratchy kind. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and then I was gonna say, of course, um, full gospel. Those memories. Um, I don't know if I've gone someplace as much as New Orleans mm. because of that conference. Mm. You know, believe it or not, my first conference was actually the first year they moved it when it went to Detroit. That was the first. Really? That was that was that was the first conference I attended, uh, and then it was Detroit, then it was Baltimore, then Atlanta. No, I think it was either Atlanta, New Orleans, or New Orleans, Atlanta. Even no, New Orleans was last because Katrina happened later the same year. Because it because we went during the summertime. Katrina happened later that same year. So. Uh, so New Orleans, so I only got to go to the conference in New Orleans one time, and that was the last year before Katrina happened. But my first one was oh wow, years before it started moving. I thought I, I think I, I think I was told that I was too young or something. I mean, maybe you got so, it. Yeah. So the thing was, like, I never when we when the youth would go, I never traveled with the youth. I always traveled. With my <coughs> And like mm. I stayed with my parents, mm. and you know they stayed next to Bishop. Mm. So, what basically would happen is, you know, I would go with them, but then like Miss Teresa, you know, like select people were in charge of me and Jessica, gotcha. and that's how we did it. Because yeah, we weren't supposed. To, well, I wasn't. Jessica, I think, was there. You know, old enough, but mm. not so much me. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. How's uh, I was gonna say one of my fondest memories of that of that conference is Mary Mary had just came out Mm. and thankful that album had just came out and they were doing promo and so they were doing promo and PJ Morton was also doing promo at the same table Mm -hmm. me being me and being 
the president of the BJ Morton fan. Mm-hmm. I did not care about Mary Mary. I could care less. Good for y'all. Take the shackles off your feet. But PJ, like, I was all for PJ. But, you know, now, here we are 20 years later, Mary Mary's who they are, and I'm just kind of like... Right. And PJ is who he is, so it's just, I mean, you are wrong. That is true. That is true. Gotcha. How's how's things at Melanated Brews? I I seen you went to a little coffee shop. Yes, yes. I've been... Getting back on it, went to a few uh, Black-owned coffee shops for Black History Month, and um, great, good time. Definitely check them out. Black Coffee Atlanta, Urban Grind, um, two are my, those are two, oh, and Buzz Coffee. Those are three of my favorite Black-owned coffee shops in Atlanta. There you go. Sponsors for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Terry Wayne, how you doing, sir? Oh, just surviving. That's all. Okay. Staying good. alive is pain in the background, Terry. Oh no, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not standing still. I'm lying in wait. That's all that is. Okay. Mm. You, sound, you sound depressing, but I get it. It's not depressing. It's actually great. I'm. Uh, I'm just. How would you say it? Uh, just, just staying low in the cut, and waiting for my time it's coming so gotcha gotcha just waiting for that moment just preparing sharpening the blades okay couple Uh, weeks we'll figure it out say no more Mm mm-hmm how did you never told us what happened with your thing when you had to get the the thing down your throat the endoscopy yeah oh that was a long time ago yeah no it was fine it was just checking for like ulcers and stuff like that because I, I always have like stomach issues and are you which sucks because I used to have like a, a lead stomach you know like I could eat anything do anything but I guess it all catches up with you after a while it does for sure yeah because now I got like heartburn every day so heartburn gas all this jack gotcha. so sorry gotcha. all right. Well, some some people work in coal mines, you know. Like, what are you gonna do? It's true. <laughs> do people, is that still a thing? Coal mines are still a thing, or that's oh yeah, thing? yeah. I mean, it's not a big thing, but mm. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Still, like thirty thousand people work in coal mines. In, I was gonna say at least I don't here. think it's as big in the United States, but definitely. Mm. I don't think it's as big in the United States, but definitely in other countries. Hmm. Because, you know, every, everybody's it's, not going green. Everybody's not micro, solar. Actually, a, a lot are because China was the other biggest. China and China was the other biggest coal producer. And they've closed like 24 different coal mines just because now it's cheaper just to go with solar. Because uh, that's that's what it was always going to take. It was always going to take it being cheaper, you know, more more cost efficient. So now it's gotten to that place. So now everybody's switching things up a little bit. I mean, there's yeah. only there's only like thirty thousand cold jobs in America right now. Yeah, I was talking more about like less developed third world countries that. Oh, are well, you can't yeah. doing anything. <laughs> you yeah. can't do anything about that. Like that's always going to be around. Exactly, but cold yeah. jobs. but those are the people who are doing those cold jobs, unfortunately. So. That's true, but you know, you got to solve the big problems first and the little problems second. So, 
you know, you gotta look, you gotta look at the big ones. Uh, you know, cause if it, if it comes down to, you know, people burning coal in a smaller country, like say Rwanda or something like that versus a giant country like China, that's not even, an, it's not even a discussion. You know, you're talking about 1.5 billion people versus like, you know, 20, yes. 20 million. Yes, but you know, air, air quality is a group project, unfortunately. So I, I completely it, it doesn't agree. Matter if I, anybody's emitting um, pollutants, like it's not helping the decrease. So if it's a small country or little big country, it doesn't matter because at one point they were selling, like you could emit a certain amount of carbon dioxide. Some of these little countries were selling theirs to bigger countries because they needed more. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Like that's actually a good process. You that's can a, shift that's, it around. Well, no, but that's actually a good product. Uh, that's a good way to handle it. It's uh, what is it? Uh, it? It's basically like a carbon stock market. You can you can sell off how much carbon you can produce to other countries, uh, but it still limits them a lot. You know, I forget the name of it, but it's it, yeah, it's basically works like a carbon stock market. But that's a that's a topic for another day for another podcast. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I'm doing well um, uh, here in Tampa. It's good to know. Be back in Jacksonville tomorrow. Uh, I have my first book gig in Jack. Well. Let me take that back. I guess it's my my first book gig in Jacksonville since I've been a Jacksonville comedian. Uh, I at one point at one point in time I had only performed in Jacksonville once, and it was on a book show. But I I had only been doing comedy maybe like four to six months at the time, and somebody like you know gave me a guest spot looking out for me at a comedy club, you know, in front of probably about an audience about two fifty. So that was like my little one Jacksonville experience, but uh, but now I'm about to be in a, some cigar lounge or something, you know, inhaling tobacco, trying to make people laugh. So, uh, and it's it's not it's not a it's not a paid gig. It's just just a book as far as like a selected lineup, you know. So sounds good. We shall see what happens. We shall see. Um, all righty. Well, hopefully Kelly is doing well wherever she is and her week was well. Um, let's get to the topic, shall we? Yeah, what's God's take on war? Uh, with everything going on in Europe right now, I, I figured it was uh, pretty pretty apt to go ahead and discuss it. Uh, you know, like we like we often talk about, you know, things change between the old Testament and the new Testament. Uh, so what do you think God's take on this war would be right now? What do you think, Terry? What do I think? Yes. I, I'm pretty sure Jesus is against it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesus is against, uh, most human suffering. No. But I think, uh, I mean, there have been plenty of wars in the past that were, you know, unjust or right, you know, rightfully unjust or just the bigger person just wailing on the little person like that's that's 
not new in the time span of the world. No, it's it's the first major European inv invasion since the 30s. Uh, so the thing is, though, when you talk about like appeasement, right, which is basically like the, the rest of the world just kind of sits back and goes, well, this isn't our problem. And, and you just say, all right, fine, take Ukraine. The, the last time this happened, it was with Germany and Poland, and we just kind of let them take it. But the big thing about appeasement is when you give somebody something small like Poland or Ukraine, they end up wanting something big like Earth. So, so you know, they, they usually don't stop there once they get what they want. Uh, what's that old adage? You know, if you give a, a mouse a cookie, he'll ask for a glass of milk. It's kind of the same thing. Well, even on a smaller scale from war, going to the whole, I guess, like biblical times. Um, I mean, I, I guess I technically don't know how Jesus, God, or the Holy Spirit felt about it, because I don't know if I ever read that part in the Bible. But I do know that in church... And in the teaching of it, it is definitely celebrated when David uses violence against Goliath to not only knock him out with the slingshot, but also decapitate. Yeah, I was going to say, he didn't knock him out, he killed him. <laughs> like, he, he went up there and cut his head off. <laughs> Can I finish my story here? Yeah, so, all right. I the, thought you were. So he he also decapitated, right? So right. For, once again, I I can't say that I actually read that after the the decapitation, God or Jesus or anybody said like you know, good job, David, for the decapitation or the whatever. But I do know that it is something that is taught as a good thing. The David and Goliath story. You feel mm. what I'm saying? So um I feel like not not so much talking about God, maybe more or less humans. I feel like humans, we determine when you know when war, violence, or whatever is good based off of how we feel about the people involved. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you go to jail for selling weed. And you get, you know, sent to the electric chair, people will be pissed. But if you raped, you know, seven kids, people wouldn't give a damn. They'd be like, man, fry him again, even after he did. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. When you watch movies, like you see somebody get killed that you consider good, you know, in the movie, you know, you, you don't, you, you, you mind, like you care about it. But if it's like somebody who's considered the villain or whatever, like you don't. So, as far as like us as humans, like I get, I mean, it's, it's always a war, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's not as dangerous as the one that's going on, you know, in Ukraine, um, people are always in some type of, you know, violent or fight or, you know, taking over or conquering, you know what I'm saying? So I think that war of nature in, is definitely in us as humans and God created us humans you know what i'm saying and whether he, i don't know how he feels about it i don't know if he's like sitting back eating popcorn you know watching this shit play out but i do 
think that it's not like a shock. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's caught off guard the fact that this war, or any other war, has or will happen. You know what I'm saying? So that that to me alone, what's up, Kelly Lee? That to me alone, you know, makes me feel like uh I don't know. I feel like God has to have a hand in this in some form or fashion. Well, if it's to the roots. Just a just a your your first point. Uh, the the war in Ukraine is not as dangerous, uh, I think, as it's being made out to be. Um, the the real danger that everybody's worried about, obviously, is is a nuclear threat. Uh, but the the whole mad principle kind of deters that because mutually assured destruction means that you know the, if Russia would had decide if Putin decides to fire his missiles then we would fire ours China would fire theirs the UK would fire their like everybody would fire, like and that's just the end of humanity um, you know so so there's really no threat there the, the whole idea of mutually assured destruction means that nobody's ever really going to fire theirs unless they're just uh, an insane despot, you know. Uh, what, what, does it, what does that have to do with my first point, though? Well, because you said it's a dangerous war. I didn't say it's, it was a dangerous war. I said there I yeah. said there may be wars that are not as dangerous as the one over. I didn't say it was a dangerous war. I'm just saying in general. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm saying, people, you, I'm saying people you fight wars. It. Yeah. I'm saying people fight wars that don't even involve guns is what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah. Well, you, or, you or, implied or, it. You said not as dangerous as the one that's No, no, no. And I'm, I'm telling you that there's no implication. I'm saying yeah. that in general, there, there's people who don't fight wars as dangerous that happen in certain neighborhoods. I'm just saying in general, the level of like killing doesn't necessarily determine it to be a war is the point that I was making. That like people people are trying to always conquer or always in some type of a fight or competition. So I'm saying that war, that battle, that that's why we even play sports and watch sports, or whatever. Like all of that is right. some version of war, is what I'm saying. So yeah. with that being said, that is in us as humans, and God created us humans. So if God created us humans with that inside of us, yeah. whether we perverted it or whatever, we, we we took it the wrong way or whatever, either way, I feel like I don't know how God feels about it, if he's happy, sad, or whatever, but he definitely cannot be caught off guard by this because he's the one who made us like this. Yeah, no, it's it's tribalism. And we, we've had this since the dawn of man. Uh, you know, everybody... And it, it really... It, with, with some philosophers say that that is the root of man's evil, is that whole my tribe is better than your tribe. So we're going to take what you have and then you have to do what we do. And, you know, and it's, it's been the basis of most religious base wars throughout human history. Um, you know, from the crusades to Genghis Khan to, you know, like, I mean, Genghis Khan is a great example. I mean, he conquered more of the earth than anybody else in history. Uh, and he did it just because he thought they were the superior people. Then we can move that up to like the late 1930s with Adolf Hitler and white supremacy and, you know, uh, master race BS. And uh, like it's it's ingrained in us. Uh, but no, I, I don't think neither God nor Christ would be on board with uh, with tribalism or uh, 
or superiority to your fellow man. I think that Jesus specifically preached against that, you know. Sure. Yeah. I'd like that. It's just me. It's not anything that you say. I'm just saying, for me, I just, I'm just going back to the, I guess maybe you can call it accountability. I don't know, but there's God, like if if you're if, if God is God and He He created everything, He controls everything. Like He could have easily created a world where this didn't exist. You feel what I'm saying? But He but right. He did. Whether whether it's whether it's accredited to Him Him already knowing or he, whether it was free will, whatever. Either yeah. way, He did not create a world that completely keeps this from happening. So the fact that it is happening, whether happy or sad, you know, or mad or whatever, to me. There has to be, you know, I guess another side to it that we don't understand, but there also has to be, I, well, not has to be, but I also don't feel like he's caught off guard or surprised or, like, to me, I guess, in my human brain, if I'm mad about something, I feel like it's because of, like, when I find out something, like, somebody's fighting, and then as a result of this, my reaction is, I'm upset. And to me, I just... I don't know if I can fathom God thinking the way that I think as far as like, oh man, they fighting. Now I'm upset. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I, and once again, I don't know how he feels about it, but to me, I, there has to be something else there because you created a system and a world where this not, not only can happen, but has happened currently happening. You know what I'm saying? And possibly will happen again. Well, that's like, that's like saying that you you raise two dogs to be, you know, warriors and then you just put them in a ring together and you say, "Hey, I'm not making them fight. They're just fighting." You know what I mean? Like that's kind of uh, absolving yourself of responsibility. It's like, "No, like you made them that way. You made them, you know, want to fight each other." Uh but there is free will as you said and free will takes over you know and, and philosophers in, in the bible they all talk about free will and that's that's god's gift to man is like i'm gonna put you in this situation you do what you want to do right but, but that's with- that's why a lot of philosophers say that uh naked aggression like what we're seeing now in ukraine from russia that is the the you know that is the core of man's evil is they come out and it's not enough to have <clears throat> it's not enough for certain people to have their bowl full they have to look at their neighbor's bowl and say no i want that too you know what i mean right. it's that greed it's that lack of security it, you know it's that fear essentially that scarcity right. fear right uh yeah. because normally when you get in a situation for scarcity people even in this country will eat each other if they if you give them the opportunity Look at what happened just uh, just recently with the pandemic. <clears throat> a couple of people posted like, oh, they're running out of toilet paper. And then what did everybody do? They went out and they bought up the whole store. They hoarded. Uh, you know, when the chips are down, people, you, people show you who they really are. Right. And, but even going back to the whole free will thing, mm-hmm. even with free will, if God gave everybody free will or whatever the case may be, there's still a responsibility there because he could have easily set up a system 
or not given free will or whatever case may be where war could not happen. There could have easily been a, a, a life set up or a, a world set up where nothing, you know, it's nothing but peace. It's not like there is no mental health and stress and all of it. Like all these things could have been avoided. You feel what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. in the creation, if that's how he wanted it to be. Yeah, but if you remove choice, then you'd have no free will. I'm saying, but that's but that's according to how we live now. But I'm saying, but if there was before anything was created and he was making his decision, he right. could have created it a different way. But the fact that he made it this particular way, it I, it, it it makes me really, I guess, wonder what does what is God's take on it because of the fact that even in the biblical days, once again, you got David and Goliath. That wasn't necessarily a war, but that was violence oh it's definitely a war. shot cutting cutting the head off and then other people i think including david they were known as warriors they go to war they go to battle slaying people actually david was because because david the one got his homeboy killed in war so like they was they they fought in war like conquering other like this was something talked about in the bible and once right. again i don't know how god felt about it in the bible because i don't know if i read that part but when it's preached it's never preached like these wars were you know the war on Ukraine or the war in Afghanistan, it was never preached like this bad thing. Never. Yeah. It's always yeah. been preached as, ah, oh, so great and mighty. And something you know, that like, needed to happen, yeah. Yeah, like it's never, it's, so that's what I'm saying. So I don't, so I, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say, it just, it, like you said, it was always preached as, like you said, it wasn't, when you think of war now, right, it's this terrible thing. When it was, when it's presented to you in a sermon, I don't even know if you interpret it that right. way. It was just something that that happened that needed to happen for whatever reason, and right. it is what it is. Um, I think when I read the topic for the day, and you guys, I'm I'm late, um, so you guys may have already addressed it, talked about it. Um, Probably not. <laughs> but I I kind of went back to um, the topic of last week of right. why bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. Um, and something, you know, Janessa said um, last week has really stuck with me all of this week, you know, and, and just her simple answer of because God said so, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just like, you know, and even um, if you all listen to last week, even my difficulty in, <laughs> in under, you know, in, in wanting to accept that mm -hmm. um, because you know that's not comforting <laughs> you know that's that's not helpful in difficult situations um you know it's not helpful you know in in times like wars you know where violence is being um when when violent attacks are being or being placed on innocent people perhaps right. um you know it just it it doesn't it just doesn't make sense um and so i mean i as you said, Rudy, like I can't answer what God's take is on war. I, I don't know. Like I said, I know that war has been around since the Bible. So this isn't something new. Um, but I don't know because it, it, it's hard for me because there's so many innocent people that are impacted and killed um, as a result of war. Things taking away, you know, food and clothing and shelter and things that have taken away, you know, and the whole political peace and all of that um you know and countries try to help other you know it's so many moving parts to war um I, I it's hard for me to say one way or the other that the lord is like yeah okay let me orchestrate this war and right. you know all these things are going to happen and well go ahead 
doesn't doesn't that mean that we need some amendments on the Ten Commandments? Like, thou shalt not kill dot 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 unless. <laughs> oh, that, I didn't even think about the Ten Commandments and thou shalt not kill. You're right. Thou shalt not kill uh, unless <laughs> you can um, you can get some land off of it. Then maybe. No, I don't know. This was like I said. This was an interesting one that just took me back to like. Again, I, I I still struggle with Janessa's answer of because God says you know what I'm saying. That, well, that's kind of a cop out answer though. That's just kind of like it's saying, not a it's not a cop out because the Bible it is says, it just says because. But I'm that's saying why, because, that's the yeah. answer. Like a a, a, a parent Bruh, gives a child the, because the I world, said so. That's the, it. the earth was created. The heavens and the earth was created because he just said something. So like so him saying something and something being is not foreign when it comes down to God. Like all right, whatever whatever it is that he says, like that's just what it is. This is like we're in you know a squirrel in his world. So, but it does to your point, Kelly, about the innocent people. That even stuff like that is what makes me question free will, because when we think about people having a choice with the whole war in Ukraine, you're thinking about the, the, the decision makers who decide that we go to war or not. But those innocent people and even then us like we didn't choose to be born in, in a country that doesn't deal with stuff that other countries deal with. You feel what I'm saying? And they didn't be, choose to be born in that country either. Like this is something that you just you were born there. These are the circumstances. You feel what I'm saying? Like so. Well, we deal with it, just not on our soil. I, I'm, I'm saying that's my whole point. Things that happen in other countries, like there's there's people who are would be equal to us, a regular citizen at a house, or whatever, who has to deal with gunshots and bombs or whatever, like in their on their soil, and like not. Only time we think of war is us sending troops somewhere. You feel what I'm saying? But once again, we didn't choose to be born into a country that had that. We, we just ended up here. <coughs> and we, I guess, accept the privilege. But those people who are dealing with that over there or anywhere else, they didn't choose to be born there either. So right. how, how I don't I don't when, when does the, the choice start? When does the free choice start? Because that's because to me, I, I that it's almost like in the United States, you can almost feel like having survivor's remorse you know what i'm saying because like you over here i mean you should you could you could i mean you could like over here you could even if you are poor over here like you, our poor is nothing compared to the poor yeah they said our poor our poor here is like rich over in yeah. some of the other that's places. true yeah yes. so that's there, there's plenty of places in eastern europe and africa there's plenty of places where if you were homeless here you you're still living like a king compared sure. to other places for sure yeah 100 and that's what i'm saying so like that i'm just making the point we don't, we don't have to get deep into it but that's that stuff like this is where the whole free will free choice thing is comes into question for me as opposed to almost equivalent to what janessa said last week this is happening because this is just how god is playing it out i don't know why i know that's a crazy way to think or whatever but there's nobody or any instance or even God himself that has showed me another side to make me feel convinced otherwise. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily think this is part of God's plan. Uh, again, I mean, there's a reason why God hasn't spoken to anybody, you know, as far as we know for a few thousand years. Uh, spoken to anybody. What do you, 
What do you mean? I was waiting. There, there's been no new prophets uh, that have actually been, you know, accredited so as actual prophets. Oh no, I think there's a lot of charlatans out there. Hundred percent. I mean, there, what's his name? Uh, but Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham said that. Uh, Jimmy Graham said that that nine eleven was God's recourse against us for allowing homosexuals to to run rampant in America. So, like, yeah, there's a ton of charlatans out there. Uh, but, but you know for a fact that every prophet and prophetess or prophet or prophetess in the world is... No, that's why I said accredited. I mean, like, that has actually been proven to be true. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the day that I walk into you know city place and see somebody walking on water in the fountain i'll change my tune but so when people like experience miracles and stuff in their everyday lives that doesn't count it has to i be don't i don't I somebody don't. walks on water and it's hey, look, and now you're getting into a real icy territory here no, I'm just trying to understand. No, there's real thin ice here because you have to take each situation as it comes along. Um, do do I necessarily believe a a five year old kid who said he saw heaven when he died for five minutes? Uh, not necessarily. No, because it's a but child. Is he also labeled a prophet? Huh? Is this five year old also labeled a certified prophet? No. No, that's what I mean. There's, there's been no, there's been no prophet of God for thousands of years that has been unified and, and said that you know this is we as a uh, you know as a group as a majority say yes this is verified. There's been nobody like that. The the closest, uh, the closest that probably could be made an argument for is like Nostradamus, but again. Half of his theories were wrong, just as much as half of his theories were right. Uh, so that's that's just like a certified guess maker at that point. I, I, I'm not going to accept 50-50 as a prophet of God. Um, not that I wouldn't like there to be, but there just isn't, you know. Because when when you it's it's dangerous to believe in that when there isn't enough bedrock underneath your feet, you're building your house on sand at that point. Uh, if you don't believe me, ask the Mormons because that's how they started with Joseph Smith. He was a false prophet, uh, but he built a huge church that's still, you know, very powerful today and very large in numbers today based on his, his own BS, to be honest. Where does the, where does the, the, the prophet, I guess, what's the necessity of the prophet? I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I'm just confused on where it came in in the conversation. Uh, I don't know how we got here, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of, it's the same way this podcast always goes. We just trickle from one thing to well, the it, next. Well, but, but it's, it's usually in conjunction with whatever, I guess. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't know if you were saying like the prophet in response to me saying the free will thing. I just, I was trying to figure out like, I guess, what was the like? I guess why would we even need a prophet that's verified or whatever in, in another thousand years or whatever? Like, why um, would that be a necessity? Because what was the point of the Holy Spirit? Because isn't that direct relation to God? You don't need 
another person to say, oh, this is what's going to happen. You can do that with God yourself. You sure can. That's you can get miracles right. with God yourself, you know, so that's not when the e that's not when the evil slips in. The evil slips in is when the the influence and the power comes after it, you know, because, again, just to reference Jimmy Graham, like there's no way that 9-11 was a punishment for homosexuality in America. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, but I, mean, I I agree, but I don't I don't that doesn't sound like a prophecy. That just sounds like somebody. But mo but there are a lot of people who consider him to be a prophet. So what yeah. about? There's the a lot of people who believe God speaks directly to him. But what about the prophets in other communities, and they actually do predict stuff true, and people in those communities believe them. Like just because you might not not heard of them doesn't mean it hasn't it's not happening. Do you have an example to cite? No, I don't. Okay. Just like you can't tell me that every single prophet or prophetess in the world is a scam. You just don't know. I'm not. That's you're all right. I'm saying. I, is you're, you're, just absolute, you're absolutely right. So this I'm is your opinion. This is not fact. <laughs> no, I, I didn't claim to be spouting facts. This whole podcast is about opinion. And the, every conversation yeah, that we yeah, ever had. Let you tell it. Your scholarly theologians are fact. <laughs> let you tell it. No, you literally no. Contradict I, look, the Bible with your scholarly theologians. Look, I just take the information that is given to me and process it. That's it. I, I don't claim to be a theologian. I just claim to follow him. Uh, I, I like philosophy. I've studied it for about 20 years. Um, you know. I, I like religion. I like the idea of it. Um, I like that there's something bigger. Uh, but there are a lot of holes in, in a lot of religions, you know. So I just I process the information that's given to me. That's all. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm a prophet, but God and or the Holy Spirit definitely speaks to me directly. Um and um, once again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've definitely ran into, you know, I mean, I've been in church my entire life. So I've, I've met or heard of plenty of people who have the title prophet, you know, in their name. Um, mm -hmm. I've definitely, I don't, I don't know if this is considered prophecy or not, but I've definitely seen people like be a guest visitor like at a church and that pastor who I, I guess I'm assuming was operating in prophecy um, they definitely at least like said things that were true about this person like that that there would be there would be no way for, for that pastor to know now I don't and the reason why I'm saying I don't know if it's prophecy because I don't know if they prophesied saying like in your future this will happen because I think that's kind of more prophecy but they definitely mention things that um you know and spoke on things that you know only somebody who actually knew that person you know what they were dealing with would know um i mean i don't know i, I mean i was there i was there in person when it happened so I, I don't i don't know what the whatever it is i but i'm just saying that um people definitely hear from god um is there a certified prophet to even Janessa's point? It could be some in other communities. I don't have an example either, but it could. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just. I wouldn't. 
Hold on, hold on, quick. Is there? I'm just saying. Is is there some in the Christian community or whatever? I don't know. I, I, I've never done my research on certified prophets. Or I wouldn't know, just define it. I wouldn't just define a prophet as somebody who God has spoken to. Well, I'm saying I, right because I I'm wouldn't make that. I would It's a. It's yeah, a it's, it's more about what uh, what the definition of a prophet is. I think that a prophet is not only somebody that God speaks to, but somebody who acts somebody who is acting directly on God's will, meaning that God has charged them with a particular or specific uh, task, and, he, and that person is acting on God's will directly. I would, I would call that more of a prophet. So for one, Terry, you, you, you can't say uh, you're going to go by an exact definition and then start with, I think a prophet is. You got, well, <laughs> that's, my, actually, that's just an opinion. Act, that's my that's opinion. Saying, but I'm saying... But, but I, I think you were on the right track with saying going with the exact definition. But I think let's just actually look it up and say it and not because right now we could all. Well, there is no we exact think. definition. <laughs> and I also want to throw this point out, too. You know, in the way the Bible is situated with the prophets. It basically highlights the prophets, right? Mm. You literally have books named after prophets, but in yeah. the grand scheme of the world. Did everybody know? Oh, Elijah's the prophet of the world. Like, did everybody know? Oh, this prophet is the prophet of right now. No, probably not. Depending on where you were in the world, you probably didn't even know who prophet Elijah was. Right. Same thing as today. Exactly same thing we're saying today. Not there could be someone somewhere in the world and they have a huge following, but we just don't know. And the same thing happened in the Bible as well. But the Bible is highlighted. It's literally, we're literally studying what this person did will follow someone's life. And mm. so you can't really, you know, put that in perspective to everything else going on during that time. So you're saying that uh, most of these people weren't called prophets until long after they were dead. No, I'm saying that everybody didn't know that, that they were this huge prophet when they were alive. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is like nobody really acknowledged these people as prophets until long after they were dead. No, people that's did. A, that's people a historical. Did. That's a people, historical fact. People did, just yes. not everybody is what she said. Yes, people did, but not everybody. Just to, to, like, the point, to the point that she's making now, because there could be prophets out there now that we just don't know about. Just like back then, uh, there there were prophets that we know about because the Bible highlights them. But people back then who were living may not have known about. Them. The book of Kim Kardashian. Got it. But according to this definition, and I just Googled it, uh, apparently all of our fathers are prophets because it says a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God. Mm. So, okay. You got certified prophets, four of them, examples right here, and you didn't even know it. There Based it is. Based on the actual definition. There it is. But going back to how God feels about war, because I don't know if prophets have anything to do with that. It really um, doesn't. I don't know. Oh, and just to, just to, uh, you, you kept mentioning David and Goliath. I kept wanting to jump in there, uh, but I, I didn't want to. I'm trying my best not to interrupt anymore. Uh, no. I mean, how but, do you interrupt me by, and then tell me you're not trying to interrupt? Well, yeah, because you're going to move on to another thing. Um, no, I yes, I know. 
but no, uh, Goliath and, and the armies behind him were aggressors. David was defending his, uh, the, David and uh, the Israels were defending their land. I didn't say he wasn't justified. I'm just saying yeah. he still used violence. Is what right. I'm right. But so just, what is the like justification? A, just like, I'm, I'm pretty sure in every, well, not every war, but I'm sure in some wars, there is somebody who is defending themselves. They're not necessarily the aggressor. Now, some people could be just deciding we're both going to attack, but there are wars where somebody attacks and somebody's defending. So, always. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, there's always going to be, that's why I said even in movies, we always can find a way to justify who actually deserves to die and who doesn't. Like, if you're the bad guy, you know, like I said, if somebody, two people go into an electric chair, if they only sow weed, we think that's overkill. That's wrong. If they rape seven kids, burn them, kill them. We don't care. Because we're, we're, we're justifying it with that way, but at the same time, to your even your point earlier, Terry, thou shall not kill. Well, is there an right. asterisk? You feel what I'm saying? Like, is there? No. Because according to, at least, once again, according to humans, because I've mm. never read in, in the Bible with David or Goliath that God approved. I never, I never, I never, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, after he cut his head off, mm -hmm. I never read that he patted him on the head. He could have. I'm just saying I haven't read it. But when it's preached by, by humans, it's preached as a good thing. When all these people went to war in the Bible, it's preached as a good thing. So I, I guess I personally would have to search the Bible and do more research to, to see if God ever speaks about how he feels about war or violence or killing. Is it, is it a sometimey thing? But as of right now, my perspective only comes from what humans have taught me, which is in certain situations, like a David and Goliath, when he's defending himself and he's just a little boy, and David and Goliath's the bully, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Then it's justified. But if not, if but if Goliath killed David, then he would have been a bad guy. You know. Well, what I'm in, if in my opinion, there is no, there's no excuse whatsoever for taking human life other than to preserve human life, meaning that unless you're defending your own life then there or defending someone else's life then there is no excuse uh for taking human life because it's pretty it's pretty explicit that god decides who lives and who dies um and in doing so it's almost sacrilegious uh to take human life and not only that we justify it as humans uh you know, for we've done it throughout centuries for for many different reasons. Not I mean, like not especially like during the early 20th century. We did it a lot based on race. Uh, that's when you'd see a lot of the lynchings and things like that. We got to protect our community. We got to protect our children and our women and blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, like once you open that door, the the evil that can come out of people is just incredible. Uh so when you talk about taking human life, it, we usually find excuses to do it because it's more about revenge. It's more about vengeance than it is about justice. Uh, because put it this way, if, like you said, a guy rapes seven kids and, and everyone in the community is calling for his execution, what do, you, what do you think, if you had to put yourself in God's position, what do you think God would want, considering that, A, he's supposed to be the one doing the judging, not us, 
And B, he is given the ability for forgiveness for everyone. Everyone, even the worst of us. Mm -hmm. He is given forgiveness. He's given the opportunity. If you knock on the door, it shall be open. He's given the opportunity for forgiveness for everyone. So you put that person in jail, yes, obviously, to keep them from doing anything, any more harm. But five years from then, they recant. They beg forgiveness. They turn their life over. Which one do you think God would want more? You know, I and I, this is a rhetorical question. I don't have an answer sure. for it. You for know, sure. yeah, they, they, this is stuff that's been kicked around for a long, long time by people way smarter than me. So, good, good. I don't know. Oh, so I was, you know, me had gone to good old word. I, I um, wish you would. Amen. Here we go. So, in this uh, article and scripture I'm reading, it says God never tells people to sin. So the Israelites who followed God's commandments to wage war were not sinning. Killing in war cannot be equated with murder. And then I was looking up Second uh, Samuel 5, 23 through 25. And it says, and when David inquired of the Lord, he said, and this is the Lord speaking. You shall not go up, go around to the, their rear and come against them opposite the bomb trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the bomb trees, then rouse yourself for the Lord has gone out. Hold on, let me get to the rest of it. It's loading. Uh, gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as the Lord commanded him and struck down the Philistines from Geba to Gezra or, or whatever the city is called. And so when I hear when I'm hearing that, clearly God is orchestrating the attack himself. So it just So it's okay to kill in war, just not to flank them. It just seems that if this is to me, it just seems that if this is what God wants, and I know it kind of goes back to what I said last week, that's what God wants. I'm not saying it makes sense or, you know, we feel like it's right. But this is, again, literally God saying he told David to do this and David did it. Mm. So God is in favor of human suffering. Well, because well, even to that same point, Terry, this is what I was getting ready to ask you, because you, you mentioned that God. Ask me anything you want. God determines who lives or dies. So why try to take human life? That is the same thing as because God said so. Because if, if God like if, if God is determining who lives or dies, and that means that He's that's all that's something else that's happening because He said so. Right. David is doing that what she just read because He said so. Bad things happen to good people and bad people, and good things happen to good things and bad people. Because he said so. This is how he set up the world. And even to my point earlier, being that he's the creator of all of this, he could have chosen however he wanted to do this. But this and what we exist in right now is what he chose. You but that, and, that, and, yeah. and being, hold on one, one second. With that being said, you can, it really boils down to any, any, any question that we have, even if there is a more defined answer, there is 
it can almost always come back to as far as, as far as dealing with God. It can almost always come back to because he said so, because this is how he set it up. Right. But when you believe in that, I mean, first of all, like, doesn't that seem like a bit of a cop out kind of ideology? You just said you know? he determines who lives or dies. So well, I, no, I, no, I, I agree. I agree. But when you accept that kind of uh, when you accept that, like, this is God's will, you have to accept that 100 100 percent across the board. If you're saying that, like, well, Russia's invading Ukraine, so obviously it must be God's will, you have to accept the fact that a six-year-old is dying of cancer, and that's God's will too. Yeah. Like you, you yeah, don't, you don't get to, you don't get to cherry pick. You don't get to cherry pick. Which well, hang, hang on, hang on, just pick. hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not trying to be inflammatory here. I'm just saying that you have to accept, and we're going right back into last week. You have to accept that if if what's happening right now is God's will, then everything else that has happened has been God's will too. I agree. Um, including the Holocaust, every I agree. You know, ev- slavery. I agree. Um, every, but it, that brings a wave. That absolutely. I mean, you're you're talking about the same talking points that were used by George Wallace. In the Jim Crow days, you know, you're, you're saying, yes, it was God's will for slavery to exist because who are we to make equal what God made unequal? Does that sit well with you? Because it doesn't sit well with me. I'm saying regardless of what somebody's viewpoint on God's will is, is one thing. But for something to happen because it's God's will is something totally different. And, and, and I agree with you. If you believe it on one thing, then you have to believe it on everything, which that's why and it's it's so mind boggling to me. That's why I bring it up so much, because. Yeah, that's just a, it's just a, it, because if, if it is one way or the or the other, to me. It, it, it brings on way more questions. If it's free, it will, does. if it's it free will. will, there's it's it's shaky for me. If it's the other way, it, it I can see where it's shaky, especially for when. The bad things happen. And even to the point Kelly made earlier, connected to Janessa's message from last week, that because God said so, like, I feel like as uncomforting as that is, see, we're comforted when God says something and, it, and it's in our favor. You feel what I'm saying? But right. if, if whatever he says, that's what goes, including let there be light all the way to bad and good things will happen here on the earth. I mean, it, it appears that we have to accept both across the line, just like you said, which to me, my last point is where I get real shaky on the free will thing, because if everything is according to what God says, mm-hmm. then it's not according to what we choose to do, because what because what's going to happen is what God said and not what we chose. Well, that's predestiny, and that's that's an argument that's being 100%. held. No, that's 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 two sects of even even in in evangelical Christianity in America, the the argument of predestiny is, is one that's been raged for hundreds of years, even even in this every same religion. It's been yeah. raged every day in my brain. I think. About yeah, that. yeah. I mean, personally, I don't believe in predestiny. Um, I believe that. Basically, once Jesus ascended into heaven, 
uh, God stopped interfering in, in man's world. Uh, he left us with free will. He knew what we could do, but he also knew what we could do. You know what I mean? He knew the worst of us and the best of us. And he's basically just watching, saying, I hope you do the best. And it's up to us. It's up to us to make the decisions on, on whether we will follow an evil path or whether we'll follow a righteous path. It's up to us. That's what free will is. Oh, I was just going to say two things. One, the Bible doesn't say anywhere in it that there is a separation. Um, because I feel like that's what God intended. He would have said it. But because he did not say that, it is, like Rudy said, uh, it has to go across the board. Um, nowhere ha does it say, oh, it's separate for this or separate for that. The second thing I wanted to say was uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Y'all know it. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. And the last one is a time for war and a time for peace. So again, I feel like... Mm. Mm. The Bible is telling war. us again. A time for war. War is a part of. Right. I don't disagree with that. So that's got it. There, who, who wrote that? Who said that? Who You know who? Like who was the person behind that script? Hello? Ecclesiastes? Y'all froze. I told you it was her. Are y'all frozen? I knew it was her signal. I knew it wasn't me. <laughs> I knew it wasn't hey. me. Hello? Okay. We can still hear you. So just can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Lord have mercy. Just don't worry about the video. Okay. Just Hold speak. On. How about can you hear me now? Yeah, it's fine. We could hear you before. <laughs> like nothing's okay, saying. but yes. Well, all I was saying is that it just kind of further <laughs> confirms that the intention of war. Huh? <laughs> what? What? We can hear you clearly. Just speak. <laughs> speak. We're listening. Lord have mercy. Okay. Oh, she lost. All right. Um, no, look, there the only time, in my opinion, that war is just is when it is defensive. You know? Uh I think that the whole world can see who the aggressor is in this situation. Uh, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin has for many, many years wanted to rebuild the Soviet Union, uh, which again would put us back into another Cold War. Uh, so the people in Ukraine are suffering. The people in Russia are suffering. If, if I showed you the, the ticker for Russian, the major, the biggest banks in Russia, what happened to their stock prices, they literally went straight down in one day from top prices to zero. And, and that has absolutely sent not only Ukraine, but Russia into 
economic turmoil that they're going to suffer with for probably the next decade over it, uh, just so they could try and grab another piece of land in the European Communion. And I I think that the only justification for war is self-defense. Other than that, I I just don't see Christ being like, yeah, pick up a rifle, go get him. But see, like that, uh, I don't see that. According to what Janessa read earlier, and I'm gonna let you finish your point, Janessa. God instructed David to to do something to like to basically go into war to conquer. It had nothing to do with self defense. I understand. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying so that so that goes against what you just said as far as like it don't because I because I because what you're saying I I in my logical mind would agree like you know I mean if somebody attacks you you know defend yourself for sure sure yeah but. According to what we've read tonight, it appears that God's take on war is well, slightly I, different. Because hold on, hold on, because she just read that there's a time for peace and a time for war. Now, it does not mean that the time for war means that you have to attack, but you know, I and and, and maybe maybe David's attack was some type of self-defense. Maybe it was revenge. I didn't read the whole story, you know what I'm saying? But it it, it I don't know. It just seemed go, Janessa, I'm gonna let you finish because you were talking. Go ahead, do you think before you froze out? She still froze. Okay. No, because uh, my internet, it's like y'all are choppy. So I, I think, I I'm think gonna... you're choppy, honey. That's it's okay. <laughs> we can we can hear you though. We can right. still hear you. Just go ahead. Okay. No, I was just saying that there it's just further saying that this is something that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying you agree with it, not saying it's right, not saying um, you know, this is the best thing ever, but Mm-hmm. Again, it's stating it's something that happens. And again, you know, the Bible says our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. Mm-hmm. And so we're literally we the past two weeks is like we're trying to sit here and trying to figure out well, why would God do this? I don't believe Jesus, a caring, loving God would mm-hmm. do this. But mm-hmm. he literally, again, has told us mm-hmm. we're not going to understand it. And so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I personally am at the point where I'm not trying to understand it. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go. I trust you, Lord. I'm going to go with it. But mm-hmm. essentially what's happening is, like uh, Rudy said last week, there's a difference between not having an answer and not accepting an answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not arguing the point. I'm not arguing my opinion with you, Terry. I'm just saying the Bible says this. And as a Christian, I believe this. So it's I'm a Christian, I believe this, then I'm not going to try to rationalize anything else, even though it might not be comforting, even though it might not be logical, even though it might not make sense to me. Maybe so I would have done it some a different type of way. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of the way God, again, to really point, made Christianity or made mm-hmm. the Bible or that's how he made it. And who are we to be like questioning it? I feel like uh, Kelly's. My definitely, arms are too small to box with God. I feel like qu- Kelly's definitely questioning God at this point. After these last two episodes. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. You're thinking about Janessa's sermon from last week. And no. According, according no. to her face right now, she like, boy, this nigga tripping. Don't put words in my mouth. I do have, I do have a lot of thoughts. But I'm, not, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm putting it in your head. Words <laughs> in my mouth. Um, the Lord, you know that I can speak directly to you. That I don't need Rudy to speak to you. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's this podcast. It's these topics. 
We have no issue communicating, Lord. We are just fine. I don't need them to speak for me. Um, but I do have a lot of thoughts. But we are over time, and so we can discuss those yeah. at another time. We at, we, you're on mute, Terry. <laughs> you're on mute, Terry. Oh, I, I'm just making it clear. I am not questioning God, okay? I am just, again, processing the information that has been given to me. Nobody okay? Knows. And I'm I'm also saying that me and Rudy might be wrong just as much as everything else because we both said that uh, we both agree that the only time for war is that it is in a defensive stance. Uh, I didn't say I agree. I okay. Said, well, regardless. Okay, fine. You're out. Regardless, I'm saying that, but I might be wrong too, because I'm pretty sure it's written in those red letters to turn the other cheek regardless. So, whether you want to talk about God or Jesus or whose words mean more or whether the Old Testament means more than the New Testament. Uh, personally, I feel like obviously the New Testament would, you know. If you, if you turn the other cheek, then that's not going to war for self-defense then. because that's what, that's what I'm saying. I might be wrong about that too because, again, oh, right. okay, if he gotcha. says turn the other cheek, yeah. then I'm wrong by saying you should defend yourself in war. For sure. Uh, because maybe it is better to die as a righteous man than to live as a wicked one. For sure. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And, and we're not going to solve, I mean, the stuff we talk about on here, you'd be surprised how, how long this has been debated by so many people across the world. We're not going to solve these uh, questions. We're not going to have the answers. It would be the epitome of human arrogance to think that we could. The... Personally, if I think of anything else, I, I think that what gives us our connection to God is the one thing that human beings have that no other animal or living creature on the planet has, which is a conscience. And I believe that conscience is your direct connection to God. He tells you what's right. He tells you what's wrong. You could raise a child in absolute uh, isolation. But still, when they see a person crying, they're going to feel sympathy. That's something that no other creature has. Uh, and I think if you, as long as you trust in that conscience, I, I feel like that's God really speaking to you more than anything else. Yeah, I mean. And in this particular situation, I do feel sympathy for the people, not only of Ukraine, I feel sympathy for the people of Russia. Uh, there's 1,800 people that just got arrested just for protesting because they didn't want the war. And they were, they were locked up as political prisoners. You know? And they'll probably be there till the day they die. Because that's the way Russia operates. The real question is, is Janessa still here? Uh, she just put something out, said, I can't make out anything that sounded too choppy. Gotcha. All right. That's God's will telling her that the podcast's over. Church announcement. So thank you all <laughs> for listening today. Um, she said, I know Terry is talking, but that's it. So <laughs> <laughs> Terry's always talking. What, what do you mean? So thank you all for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at the worst ones PK. Um, also, if you would like to watch us, um, not if you would like, watch us. Yeah. On YouTube, <laughs> not an option. 
Wash it. You don't, you don't get free will and free choice. No, Watch I'm going to find you. <laughs> on YouTube, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you can find your podcast. Um, for any of those platforms, just type in The Worst Ones Podcast, and you will find us. Um, and make sure when you get there that you like, you comment, you subscribe, and you share. Thank you to the 500 million, 100,007 followers um, that we have. We love you very much. At Princess Kells 51. Everybody hit her up on that, please. <laughs> Melanated <laughs> Brews. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I was going to jump in yeah. and do it for you. No, go for it. Everything, coffee, tea, and beer. Uh, all the great spots in Atlanta. Definitely hit up Melanated Brews on Instagram. Uh, also at J Rihanna. That's not real Rihanna. That's the J Rihanna, uh, which is not, it's not a fan page. That's her actual name. Uh, double underscore. <laughs> double underscore. I'm sorry. Double underscore afterneath. Cause there's so many J Rihanna's out there. We had to put some extra characters in it. Uh, I would imagine if she had to use two underscores, I would imagine it's a lot of J Rihanna's. Yeah. Uh, double Man, underscore. Maybe, that, that's a lot. Maybe a couple of explanation points or something like that. Yeah. Well, at Melanated Brews, at J. Rihanna, double underscore. Yeah. Terry Wayne. Uh, Terry Wayne Comedy. Uh, you can catch me in New York City. Uh, 23rd at the Comic Strip. 24th at uh, Stand Up New York. And uh, hopefully the 25th at Caroline's on Broadway. Uh, I also have some new tour dates coming out uh, for April all over the Southland, so stay tuned. And you can come out and discuss theology with me after the show. There you go. Yeah. At Rudy of All Trades, personal page, at the podcast official page is the other podcast that I host. We just recorded another episode uh, two days ago. Uh, last Monday of every month, if you want to join the conversation, we do it live on Zoom. 815-499-0955 is the Zoom ID. Uh, well, shout out to Janessa. Uh, her metaverse shut down, so she couldn't be with us any longer. Fallen soldiers. She is... Pour uh, one out for her. With us. She, she's with us in spirit. Um, we hope that she has a great week. I hope you two have a great week. And we hope everybody who's watching... Uh, watching us, listening to us. Hope you have a great week as well. And we will see you again next Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.